Thanks for the support out there, you guys. And thank you from everybody here at Underground Cartoon Therapy with Adam Air MD, GED, motherfucker. Mom, what's up? How you doing out there? I'm alright. Hey, guess what we're doing an episode tonight on? What? Fucking graveyards. Ooh, what do you think about that? You're very fond of graveyards, yes? I said I love them. Well, we're going to talk about them tonight with Mike Diana. Cool. Let's get it rolling. Oh, wait, here comes Rod Serling. Let's let him talk for a minute, Mom. Hold on. Welcome, art lovers. We offer for your approval a still life, if you will, of noise. A soundless cavity suggestive of sound. The mouth belongs to Pamela. In life, a shrieking battle axe made up of adenoids, tonsils, and sound decibels. In death, an unmuted practitioner of fishwifery. Undeterred and ungagged by what one would assume to be the great silencer. Some ghosts come back to haunt. Others come back simply to pick up where they left off. I don't know what he's talking about. Anyway, we're going to do graveyards tonight. We're going to talk about cemeteries and graveyards. And all kinds of spooky stuff. All kinds of spooky stuff. Uh, I don't know. This one's kind of eerie. Speak louder, Mom. I can't hear you. There's screams over you. Yeah, that's going to be on the show. I decided to go ahead and speak up about it. It is nice to have Mike Diana back on the show. He joins us after... It's been a while. But uh, this is the first time you guys have met, yeah? Yeah. Well, I hope we have a good time tonight. And uh, if anybody's got a story out there, you know... I'll give you the details at the end of the fucking show, okay? We'll be right back. Sponsored by Post Honeycomb, the cereal with a big bite and big taste. The road goes here! Gotta bulldoze the honeycomb hideout! No! What's big enough to stop us? Yeah, stop us! Honeycomb is... Honeycomb's big! You've been listening to, I mean, we'll be right back now. I mean, we're back. Man, I'm stoned. Leave me alone. I'm a musician. Believe me, I know. I hate testing. Yeah, it's all got to be tested and retested. <laughs> and then <laughs> tested again. Then it's got to be kid tested and mother approved. All right, hold on. And the ass being able to do something with him, you know. Wait, I just, yeah. this, it sounds good. What are you guys talking about? I missed it. What'd you, my ears were burning. What happened? Oh. <laughs> just said you do a good job there. 
Oh, on the show? Recording, setting it up, you know. Yeah, we're professional. And uh, he was saying, you'd get it eventually. And I said, I'm surprised he's come as far as he has with it. And I'm proud of him. Yeah. Oh, thanks, guys, man. I guess I could have fucked up or I could have Joe Rogan'd it by now. You know? <laughs> I'm glad I didn't. You know, I've been kind of conscious about the whole thing, too. And I think that's what we want, you know. I think in people in general want to be conscious more about And that's good because, you know, for years, New York's. You was so unsafe where you're at, Mikey. You you couldn't fucking walk around there right now where you were at. Oh yeah. No, dude. 1970, 1980. I think it wasn't oh. until like late 80s or right at coming yeah. into the 90s that it became like you know some place where the tr you could walk through the trash. Yeah. And and like not get fucking mugged, you know. Yeah, I imagine even over in. Areas of Williamsburg, you know, they've been gentrified, Bushwick, and everything. They have. They've just gentrified the fuck out of it. I guess in New York, it's just like roaming around, you know, looking for for people or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, Mom, would you say New Orleans has been pretty gentrified over the years? Um, uh, they're working on it. Yeah. Few people have woken up and started to uh, protest a bit. But I don't know if it's too little, too late, or what. Yeah. You know. Maybe. Yeah. We uh, need people from turning uh, Jazzland into uh, Pirates Bay. Oh, well. They wanted to make it a Pirates of the Caribbean theme park. Yeah. Oh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Disney. Yeah. No. Um, no, it's from here. Wanted a Disney park on our doorstep. Yeah. Disney and drunk do not combine. That's what I was about to say. There is no good Disney drunk, right? Even though they sell liquor. But they sell it for so much at Disney World, it's like, you're never going to get drunk. You're, yeah. And they're only going to put a little bit in this fucking big-ass fruity fucking thing. Yeah. You know, it's like, and it's it's $600, sir. It's like, oh. I think at Disney World, when I went, you were better off going to, you know, they have the Little Worlds. Like yeah. You go to um, Little France and have the wine place. Get a $30 bottle of wine or something. Check out the wines and the beers. Hmm. <laughs> These, uh, the episode tonight, you guys out there in Podzine land, uh, we wanted to, Mike Diana came up with the idea, and it coincided, he came, you came up with the idea about graveyards. Do a graveyard cemetery episode, and I said that right at four twenty, y'all. That was awesome. Uh, but I uh, <laughs> uh, right, right, 
right there, me and my mom were talking about this thing that happened. And I don't know if I told you about it, Mike, but there was this the Hard Rock Cafe. Uh, Is that correct, Mom? Yeah. Do you want to tell this or go for it if you would like to? I'll give you the floor to do it. Oh, it was shameful, too. Yeah. I mean, it was fucked. When it collapsed, the two men that were in there were left in there for over a year before their families could get their bodies. One of them's leg was hanging over the side at one point, and they just draped a tarp to cover it so that people quit taking pictures of it. Oh, jeez. Wow. That's disturbing. And, you know, the important... corporations, it seems to me we should be able to call somebody to that. Yeah. But so far, nobody's said nothing. You know? Since they finally got the bodies and the buildings down, it's like it's all swept under the carpet. Yeah. I remember they they went after the guy uh, who was Hispanic or whatever, who was on the... uh, the charter for like I was hanging out with you, mom. It was like right after it happened. It was like right at the two month mark, maybe. And uh, we were watching it on the news, and they fired the this commissioner guy. They just, it was a blatant the building, ra- racist move. The, the boot, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so far, the only thing that's resulted is. Uh, Four building inspectors losing their jobs and having to do some federal time. I just thought it was like, yeah. I just thought it was kind of like, you know, fucked up that they went after the 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 Mexican guy, you know, and it was like, why? Yeah, you don't get to hear anything about what they did for the families or anything either. Yeah, nothing. That's disturbing. And I felt like oh, it totally connects. Disturbing. Well, you know, my mom lives right next to... One of the oldest graveyards out there. Oh, wow. What is it called, Mom? I don't know what this little one back behind us is called. I forgot to ask Clyde, but it's haunted for sure. We were out there. People talking in slang from the 20s and 30s and speakeasy times and stuff like that. Oh, wow. I won't go wait for the bus there at night. Uh, uh, nope. And there's a mortuary right across the street from her, dude. And then the, the graveyard's on the other side. So it's... Yes. Uh, short. Well, <laughs> yeah. It's right short. there. You know, but the thing is, I have seen something there. And went back during the day and looked, and there's no statues or nothing in that part of the cemetery. Remember, I took you over there and showed you, Adam? Yeah. Oh, wow. Right there, I'd seen the lady in it. Yep. There was a couple nights that were just eerie. Like, I remember when everything was red, had this red light on us, and it was coming from nowhere. Me and my mom were like in this red light. You remember that one, Mom? Yeah. <laughs> that was weird. The red light. The red yeah. light. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. 
Oh, that wasn't that long ago. I went and camped out in uh, St. Boniface Cemetery up in Chicago to try and catch the uh, ghost from the St. Valentine's Day massacre. Oh, wow. Yeah. Sometimes you spot them. Yeah. Well, they say there's audibles and visuals with that one, so I was hoping for anything, you know? Yeah, the old tummy guns open up because they make so <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that would be good. But I got so damn drunk on one, I don't remember. <laughs> well, that sounds right. That sounds about right. Yep. Party days. Smoking pot, and I think we missed it. <laughs> oh, yeah. I got stoned and I missed it. Yeah. Oh, there'll be others. Because I've always done like that. Now, there's a few houses around this city you can't maybe go into. Because I won't see you looking out the window back at me. <laughs> oh, yeah. There's a lot of ghosts in that town, it seemed like. Well, I did historical renovation all my life. And that's hmm. why I like living here. I can be a street musician and my ladies up in new ball gowns and, and do what I enjoy doing for a living and actually get paid for Yeah. That is cool. Yeah. Hustling. That's what Mike was doing today at the flea market, Mom. Yeah. He just hustled up 50 bucks. Yeah. I told her earlier, I was like, I wish I was at a fucking flea market fucking hustling. <laughs> what the fuck? This shit sucks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta like. Sometimes you can search them out. Sometimes you'd be lucky to have a town where they have a flea market. You know. I know it. You kind of just gotta start it, but you know, around here, it just get it would get violent. Oh yeah. It would just be like, yeah. I don't know why this place thinks it's Little L.A. or <laughs> It's fucked up, man. There's a lot of. Fucked up shit. There's a lot of death. I turned him on to something earlier to look up about that place. I said, it sounds to me a lot like the story I read by Lovecraft. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, he did write some scary-ass shit, you know. He did. But and it's inspired some beautiful artwork over the years, too. There is this yeah. fan base. They're trying to cancel culture, you know, H.P. Lovecraft, Mom. Yeah. You know, that's what's going on right now, because he had that, he was racist. You know? That was the, that was the thing. It was a... Well, you know what? Back then, a lot of people were. I'm not going to torture and throw away the, the baby with the bathwater on everybody just because of that. And once again, you guys... Just off what my mom just said, you can go back and listen to this episode I did with this dude named Jamie, and uh, it's called The Art and the Artist, and I actually had put up a Wizard of Oz uh, episode with Kim Jackson, which you guys know is one of my best friends, and I've had her on several shows, and we did the Wizard of Oz one where we matched up uh, Pink Floyd with the whole movie and just talked through the whole combination. You got to play it like 
two and a half times. And then it comes out exactly the length of the movie to get more technical on that little thing if you guys have never done that. Wow. It does fuck you up. And so we just did it audibly, though. We did it. And then I got I got a call from a friend who also is Native American. It's like me and my mom are. And he's Native American. And he got upset with me. And he's like, I can't talk to you anymore. And uh, I'm not going to drop his name. I'm not on a smear campaign. But I'm just saying, that was his right to to express himself accordingly, too, because... Hate to say it, guys, but L. Frank Baum, he did advocate Native American genocide and considered Native Americans to be savages. And this is the guy who wrote The Wizard of Oz. And that's a powerful one to me because, motherfucker, we all grew up on Wizard of Oz. Yeah. So what goes into the graveyard? Not just the bodies, you know, but then the ideas that kind of we're in the forefront, because once you're gone, then the truth, like, really exposes, you know? And I think that, you know, Stan Lee, <laughs> now that that bastard's gone, <laughs> as an example, you know, he'll be exposed for not, for pretty much having not created anything on the <laughs> on the character level. It was all Kirby... Or following all artists in that bullpen back in those days. That and that shit's dead. And he took the secrets to the graveyard. Yeah. He did not reveal it. And you still got assholes out there that are like, Stanley created this, Stanley created No he fucking didn't. You know, it will fucking keep on going until, you know, someone actually write writes the actual movie about how comics at that point where Mafia ran, and you know it would be like that Martin Scorsese movie, you know, where it's like Stan Lee is like, I want to be a veterinarian <laughs> well that's not going to happen, motherfucker, you're going to run this goddamn comic book company and fucking, his uncle was just this fucking Mafia dude like Goodfellas or whatever, right it was like, you're going to run it, you're going to keep all these artists' artwork you're not going to take any gruff. <laughs> you know? <laughs> those are, you know, those ideas like that of running shit like that in America are in the graveyard. So that's in the graveyard. Yeah. You know, but I would love to do that movie, that mafia, just a mafia based movie about how comic books. I was talking to my mom earlier about it. It's like no, they were, yeah, they would run the shit out of uh, warehouses and crap. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, basically shoe stores, the back of a shoe store. You know, <laughs> I think yeah. the punk rock band Dayglow Abortions did the same thing with their records. You know, <laughs> and kind yeah. of did the mafia run print run. Oh, we're just gonna fucking print wherever we can. You know. Restaurants would be like, "Yeah, you got an hour. Hurry up. You can use the meat locker." <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, print it up, get it the fuck out. You know, it's a hustle. Yeah. You got to hustle. Got to get it out there. It really is. You know, it's like, but you only get to do it while you're alive. And now we're gonna shift it, and we're gonna keep trying to bring it back to graveyards and cemeteries because <laughs> we're doing a bang up job. I feel like. 
I want to hear Mike tell me a story about how you feel about yeah. that, Mom. You want to hear Mike tell us a... Yeah, he was supposed to have a graveyard. Well, I always used to like to roam around graveyards ever since I was a kid. We do the graveyard rubbings, you know. Yeah. With paper and crayons. And um, I was probably like seven or eight years old. And our friends always tell scary stories just because you're in the graveyards. They go, yeah, I guess you think a scary story. And I wanted to see what you think of this one because basically it was a story like something like he saw this big tall man and something about a hearse. And later on in life, I realized, hey, that's like a phantasm. Phantasm, yeah. Yeah. And so I wondered, did this kid just hear that about that movie from his brother, whoever, you know, that bit of the story? Or was the movie inspired on this thing? Is that like urban legend or something? And maybe the movie is just about like, oh yeah, like there's a story about graveyards and a big creepy guy or something. Well, I guess we could ask the fucking computer. You want to ask the fucking computer? We haven't turned it on in a while. Let's get this thing cranked up. Let's see. It could have been the movie, because didn't it come out like 76 or something, which was 78? I'm going to ask it right now. The time Let's see. 78, I was graduating from high school. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay, here's what it says. It says, Phantasm is an American horror film series that consists of five films, novels, comic books, and merchandise. It's about the tall man, Angus Scrim, a supernatural and malevolent undertaker. There you go. I got to do the voice. Undertaker. And the yeah. main antagonist who turns the dead into dwarf zombies. And they do. They look like fucking Jawas, right? Yeah. I thought they were Jawas. Like... The bad jaw was or whatever. The evil Ewan. <laughs> Dwarf zombies to do bidding and take over the world, but it doesn't say it just says it's fiction, dude. It just says it's like some franchisable it was just made to merchandise. Yeah. You know. But it, you know, it does sound like something that could have happened, right? It does. It does. It has that feel like it's based off some shit. I don't know about the flying balls, but I'm waiting for somebody to create that shit. You know that? Because really all it is is an electromagnetic fucking polarity on a back end of a ball with a fucking... <laughs> They're just making it float with two magnets. Mattel did the same thing with a skateboard in the 60s. And the Christians banned it and called it witchcraft. Did you know that, Mom? They made a levitating skateboard, Mattel did, in the late 60s. Hmm. It's on Back to the Future. That, skate, that fucking board with the magnets, that's a real fucking thing. That's the actual board that they used, I thought. Anyway, who cares? No. <laughs> so they thought it was witchcraft or something. They thought it was witchcraft. Oh, God. They were like, you, you cannot... 
Steven Spielberg, you. You devil. Well, you know. What's in the graveyard? I've, uh, you know, I I did some drugs in the graveyard, I guess. You know, I dropped acid or... Have you ever done that? Not in a graveyard. Psychedelics? I think I might have actually, yeah. <laughs> I can't talk about everything I've done in the graveyard. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you probably did either. Did you ever have sex in the graveyard? I wish. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't. I'm not going to sit here and bullshit. Oh. I just wanted to extract the information from you. I didn't have an opportunity, or I think it was going to happen, and I was like on on top of someone's, uh, uh, I was on top of someone's grave, like, uh, and I was disrespecting the tombstone. Yeah, you don't want to do that. And I was like tripping. I was like drunk, and I wasn't thinking. You know, I was like 19 years old. I think it was going to happen, and it didn't. And the tombstone fell on my chick's leg and fucking broke it. And that's what I got out of that. That's a graveyard story, huh? That's how they get you. That's how they get you. That would be good in a horror story when you think about it now. Now that I've said it out loud, 30 years later. <laughs> yeah, it's wild. My mom, you said you banged in a graveyard? Yeah. God damn. <laughs> In the graveyard? Yeah. We and banged in the graveyard on multiple occasions. Yeah, that's precious memories. You know, I just remember that I have. <laughs> yeah. Because there was one where I knew there was a secret driveway in the side of the place that was in between some trees, like a dirt road. And it's where the... Uh, the truck would like dump the branches and the leaves right in the like lawn clippings, you know, like the little mowers would go back yeah. there. And I had a station wagon, so I drove back there, shut all the lights off. This girl I knew back there. So we did it on the property, not on the grave, so. Huh. So you were like on the state line. <laughs> yeah, in the back of the car. Yeah. Fucking awesome. And of course, in the video, I did the uh, Take Baby Jesus video. I did the tour of Babyland, which was the baby cemetery. And actually, that's the cemetery where I used to park at. Oh. It's all coming together now. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> In the slow crescendo. Over there in Largo. Largo. <laughs> Isn't that a Jimmy Buffett song? I don't. Key Largo. Key Largo. Is that the same place or is it different? Mm, no, the 
the Keys are the little tiny islands at the very end of Florida. That's where Key Largo is. Largo is just Largo. Largo. The last time I went to Florida, we were doing that documentary, and my lawyer is friends with the guy that owns the strip clubs. Because he, like, defends the strip clubs, you know, the dancers and stuff as freedom of expression. And he's like, well, you know, I can get you comped into the club to 2001 Space Odyssey. So we went there. And the place has, like, one of these ground spaceships on the roof, which was actually, like, a trailer. There's only, like, a few of them in existence still. It was like a round kind of trailer with windows hosting a spaceship, like one of those silver things. But anyway, we go in. I forgot that I had gone there as a teenager. Like I forgot how it was actually. Like the girls are really after you to get your money. You know? <laughs> yeah. Like they're like, want to dance? And I'm like, no, I just came here to look. And like, oh, so you're just a Googler. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's a lot derogatory name for people who just look and don't spend money. And, you know, um, where you say, oh, well, I don't have any money. If I was an ATM in the corner. <laughs> They're really trying to go after you, you know. And anyway, one of them caught me, started talking to me, and I mentioned that I had lived in Largo. And she says, oh, Largo. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, a ghetto now. Largetto. It was an interesting place when I still lived there. Like, on the way to high school, I'd walk to high school, I'd pass the old general store, which was like a, those giant brick buildings like you'd see in farm country. Yeah. They were still open, selling feed and stuff. And they still had a Coca-Cola machine with bottles. Oh. Five cents. Whoa. You actually put a nickel in the slot. You know, you have to leave the bottle there. The bottle's worth a dime at the time deposit. But they just never updated the, the thing for the price, you know. <laughs> wow. That was part of the charm. And of course, that was written into Taco Bell. And then eventually, I remember the day they moved the feed store to the close by library grounds. Um, where it's still there is like a historical society. That's what they transformed it into, like a historical society? Yeah, I guess you can go and look at it. I mean, it's not open anymore, but it's the same building. But they had like the old railroad buildings because, you know, all of Florida was like orange groves and grapefruit. And the trains would go past these places that had all the trees and the whole setup, you know, and they'd load the train cars up with all the fruit going everywhere else in the United States. Right. And um, this was a dead business, you know, but on my way to a place called Peaches Records and Tapes, where I'd buy my cassette tapes, I would drive past the... Um, even when I was a kid, you know, I get my parents to drive me to get some records and tapes, and you drive a road going past this orange grove, and in the spring, the orange blossoms are coming out, like the trees were still there, even though no one's harvesting them or whatever. 
like they've been there for generations still. I don't know about now, they're probably gone, but you drive down that road and you just smell the orange blossoms, you know, so strong. It's like pretty crazy. Here we get the Confederate jasmine on that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we'll be right back, dude. Sponsored by Camelot, because your best day starts with breakfast. Lego, my new eagle, strawberry flavored waffle. Lego, you what? Lego, my new eagle, strawberry flavored waffle. Did you say strawberry? Uh huh. No, you didn't say Lego, my eagle, regular waffle. Or my eagle, blueberry waffle, did you? Uh huh. Oh, delicious eagle waffles, just like homemade with that great strawberry taste. Did you say strawberry? Lego, my eagle. Start your good breakfast with new Eggo strawberry waffles and regular or blueberry flavor too. World now returning, dude. Oh, dude. We'll be right back. I mean, yeah. Yep, Mike Weber. Good dude. Want to get him on an episode at some point. He's like this yeah. mechanical bike genius guy. Something going on there. Asking his thoughts on graveyards. Well, New York or uh, New Orleans. New Orleans, okay. What's interesting is that it is where the land of the dead is located under the French Quarter, right, Mom? My mom knows a, a dragon under there too. A dragon. Do you know we get bad Yeah, if the dragon starts stirring around, you know it's gonna get fucked up. Do you know the cemetery where they have um above? <laughs> Nicholas Cage has a tomb, has a, a headstone there, but he's still alive. He's got a headstone. be where he's, he'll be. Know about that? The White Pyramid? I've actually... No, I didn't know about that. What? Well, He wandered up one night, I was babysitting, a friend of mine's Tarot set up. And I had my guitar there for when I got bored, if there was the traffic slowed down, you know? Yep. Yeah. Hey, Mikey, you know the thing about Marie Laveau? She's not really buried there. Oh. She was Where's cremated. She and like probably spread around us ashes in the seventh ward around there. Really? There's a there's like an oak uh there's like an oak tree like kind of orchard down there at the end of it. Oh wow. So she couldn't be made into gooper dust or her body been used for bad purposes. Yeah. But people don't know about that, you know, so they just keep the touristy thing rolling. 
I just knocked on him, though, so there you go. Yeah, they don't care. My daughter took over the business and looked so much like her. That's where the legend came from that she couldn't die, that she didn't die. Yeah. That's where Baron Somdi's from. I used to uh, work with uh, some of her direct descendants at the Louisiana Historic Voodoo Museum. They tried to get rid of you? Uh, one of them did. Crazy for a lot of folks. But the rest of them, then I got along. I made the best that they needed. And I did. Took the time to do it correctly, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whether it was steals or potions or whatever I was doing, it was done properly. Yeah. Yeah. Mikey, you sitting still? Yeah, I am. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Mom, you sitting still? Yeah. All right, good. I just got a little staticky. I heard some. Uh, I heard some boxes or tape, masking tape thing. No, it wasn't here. See, that was the that was the masking tape ghost, you know, from the cemetery down. That's. <laughs> hey, I've had some haunted. Uh, we had some haunted uh, episode on Halloween, Mike, and my mom. Record, we recorded talking about uh, train ghosts. Did I tell you about that? I think so. And you could actually hear the... Woo-hoo! Right when she she's talking about the FTR. And there's no train like that around here. And it's just Amtrak trains. They don't do that, you know? It's not all like this old... You know, old vaudeville, whatever, fucking train, this fucking locomotive, you know, <laughs> like, that's not happening, you know, it's just a bunch of uh, transportation trains, and they got that beep sound on it, they're not blowing oh, wow. steam out of the fucking, it's a totally different sound, and it's just like, Ooh, I was like, whoa, and you can hear it all low, I thought that was... That was haunted, and I guess when I had Dame Darcy on at the end, there was like some haunted fucking thing happening with the recording too. Uh, you know, me and my mom have had a couple ghost experiences. Uh, we were talking because she, we are we're close enough to the graveyard, uh-huh. so you're just we. My mom found the uh, do ghost exist app or whatever. And it's simply just a radar. It's not this, there's a ghost right there. There's a ghost right You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, it actually, and it has ind- individual voices. And that's why I believed it, you know, because after we did it a few times, you would get these totally different, you know, readings. Off. It's just giving you the line of what they're saying. It's just a line of text with a radar, and it will show you you're the center, and it's got the little A-team fucking line going around, beep, 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 you know, and uh, 
if it's a white ghost, it's got a positive charge on it. If it's a, uh, what was it, like a gray ghost, it's a neutral charge. Or a black one's a neutral charge, and then the red ghosts have uh, negative energy. And, uh, you know, they would come at us, and they would say certain shit. What was that one? They sounded like they were coming from a speakeasy, Mom. Uh -huh. From a speakeasy? Yeah, it sounded like they were coming from, like, a this old speakeasy. Well, it was their language. How did they say it, Mom? I forget now, but it was that particular slang that keep me yeah that time. I know. I wish I could. I wish I could remember, but it was like it would have been right around now, I like Roaring Twenties. <laughs> and said, "I wouldn't exactly call it murder." That one was fucked up. And then it got evil where I'm at, man. Yeah. It got evil. Remember that right on a uh, right before Halloween, mom. Yeah. And uh, yeah. that meth head kicked in my door. <laughs> God. Jeez. Oh, and then uh, I couldn't get away with like sending him to the graveyard, <laughs> even though I was asking the cop, I was begging the cop, please deputize me, please. 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 He's like. We got no teeth. <laughs> yeah. Does that sound about right, Mom? <laughs> oh my God. I don't know. Where's she at? Mom. I'm not here. Did, all right. Just making sure you didn't drown. I just want to make sure you're all right. Uh, it sounds about right. I mean, I know how those things go down. Yeah. I I've shot uh, fireworks off in a graveyard. You guys ever do that? No, not lately. I mean, I used to. Well, just so we can talk about fireworks for a moment. Yeah, why not? When I was younger and would have been into fireworks the most, probably thought they were amazing or whatever. That's when they were like stripped against the law in Florida. Like their idea of fireworks is sparklers or something, you know, with their little snakes. Like you get those. But nothing good. Nothing that explodes or shoots up in the air. That was like the rule. No sparks. Nothing that makes you want any sparks, you know? Yeah. Um, so we would take a trip up in New York and going through like south of the border. You know, it's pretty north, north South Carolina. Uh -huh. And getting close to Tennessee, there was a place called Sad Sacks Fireworks. I mean, they had all these elaborate roadside signs. <laughs> yep. And the Sad Sacks um, was like, you know, Sad Sack, the comic strip. Yeah. Guy. It was him, his face, you know, but I think it was just. They didn't even get permission, probably. They just said, let's call it Sad Sacks. <laughs> That's fucking that hilarious. Who did that? That was Mort Walker? Or who did yeah. Sad Sack? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. But I would go there, and I mean, it'd be a huge, massive place. Places, they have so much space out there. 
like a huge warehouse size place, you know, and a little old lady sitting in there. Looks like she's been there her whole life or something. And no one else around. And I was just buying like packs of, um, you know, those selection packs or just a bunch of different stuff wrapped out nicely. Yeah. They had those, but they were vintage. I mean, they still worked, you know, but they were like old ones, like the old firecrackers. Cherry bombs, which I knew were like illegal at that point. And I took that stuff back to Florida and I'd be selling them to my friends and I'd be laying them all. <laughs> but a graveyard, I mean, in Florida, if you mess around in the graveyard at night, you're just really asking for trouble. Yeah. From the cops, you know. It's pretty. Uh, I mean, what I was living was all the police state in a lot of ways, so. Yeah. So I always had the fear of the cops, you know. And, um, but yeah, me and my brother, we went ran around in the graveyard in 94. The cops were looking for us, so we went and hid in the woods. But it is what it is, you know. I mean, at least we're not like those disrespectful people, I think, that break tombstones like take tombstones over and all that stuff yeah that was me I was that fucking no, no, not you. I, yep it happened <laughs> let me tell you about it again no <laughs> uh, you know um, I think that there's something just fascinating about them there's one down the street from me here and every time I roll by it on my bike you know I'm just I wave at it and I just feel like, you know, what to, it's just, I, I feel like I want to keep it positive. They're there, you know, you can disrespect the dead, man. And that's the thing people forget is that, you know, they're still humans. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, exactly. that, uh, that, it, it means a lot to me, you know. I mean, I'm not necromantic or whatever, even though I've seen that movie a couple times. Dis Disturbio, you know. What I'm, but I'm just saying, you know, it's like... Yeah, you were never into that. Uh-uh. No, I... You know, there's some humor to it. Obviously, you and I have utilized into our comics <laughs> over the years. Yeah. I even did one called Hell for Necro, you know, about... Uh, these morticians on acid that, you know, are just already fucked up with a, an adversary that named David Paul who would go after and uh, steal their corpses. And so they had they were having the corpse thief wars, you know. <laughs> that was a classic. That was a classic Hey Doodle D back in 1994. When flashback continues. You know. I think yeah. I think the graveyard is just always inspiring to me and I never really was scared of one. I can honestly say that. I never saw like a negative thing in it. I never got yeah, I never don't think I really Not everybody can say, I mean, you know, nervous. I think, I can't honestly say that 
nervous is just out of like, well, in what regard, you know, because you want to be respectful, well, you know, or, or isn't there something of people like walking through a graveyard at night and they whistle, they hear a whistle or something. It was best to whistle past the graveyard. Yeah, what was that all about again? I thought that was Native American. I thought that came from. No. Well, I thought it came from uh, uh, Nez Pierce uh, tribe, or. Up in that Washington, upper Washington state area. Probably. That's hmm. interesting. That's where I think. I don't know. <sighs> Go look it up. That's going to be on my T-shirt when I make those T. Adam Air MD GED. Go look it up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You got to get people to look that stuff up. You do really, and uh, but I do know that much about it, you know. But that you know. Oh, there's my fucking water alarm. I have to set a fucking water alarm. And maybe you guys who have out there, if you have a problem like me, forget to drink fucking water. Just fucking get the app. I don't know what the fuck it's called. Look it up. <laughs> you gotta drink water, dude. You're going to die. You know what happened today? My fucking uh, water fucking thing. Uh, that I buy, I buy this alkaline free shit, and it fucking went up like two bucks. I couldn't believe it. Uh, I was like, it went from like, really? yeah, it went from two fifty to fucking like four twenty three or something. I was like, holy oh, shit! Jesus. That makes no sense. I th I think it has to do with just whatever that's going on on the globe right now, which is like the elephant. You know, in the room, and I don't want—I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> yeah, it's like I'm not—I'm not. I'm not ugh, it's what's going on is unjust. Everybody knows it. I don't want to launch into a tirade, man. It's like you know, it's easy to do, and it's easy to feel. It's it. Yeah. You know, it's. <laughs> It's important. I want to be noted as at least, you know, yeah. my thoughts and prayers to these people who are just being victimized by these. It's it's bullying. It's it should be outlawed by now. You'd be like, shouldn't we just be out of this whole immaturity of like train of thought? You know, like that bombs and weapons and shit don't fucking work. It's like these guys are just out to lunch, man. They're fucking out to lunch. It's like, what do you need? What do you need, bro? What? <laughs> you know? What do? You, what he wants? You know, he's. I heard this one guy. He's like, he just wants to see himself fifty years from now in a textbook, and he, you know, <laughs> he'll get it. I mean, I think they're eventually gonna get him. You know, it's it's sad, and it's so, a certain certain point where your own people are gonna. For for a world that's so conscious around me and shit, man, like for that, for these people in power to have that kind of control just seems, it doesn't make sense to me. You know what I'm saying? It's well, like, yeah, it never you know, it doesn't even have anything to do with anything. It's just, what are you doing, man? You know, leave people yeah. alone. People. Yeah, what are you doing, man? <laughs> It's like, it's, 
it's absurd, man. I can't even believe it's happening while we're fucking talking. And you know, it's just, it's just, it just blows my fucking mind. It's like, well, that's the last thing we need. We're just trying to hang on as it is. And now this. <laughs> it's like you guys. It's been just, you know, how many fucking? It's like a ship, ship burger after ship burger. You know, but I, I feel for everybody out there. I feel like, you know, uh, now's the time. I've decided to go ahead and chill out on a lot of anger. Okay. You know, that's one thing I've had to deal with, you know, on a mental health level. You know, uh, I've definitely have felt it like everybody else around me is feeling it. I don't feel like I'm exempt. Sometimes it's like what my mom said, though. It's like this, uh, the it, the it witch horror, you know, where it's like this kind of like Salem's Lot kind of feel. Not only over uh, now in cities, you know, it's just everywhere. It's this kind of like underlining horror that's only like these specific locals know, like my mom was saying earlier, you know. And I think that's what this kind of shit's mentally fucking just knocked everybody on their fucking dick that many times. You know, I want to do a positive, upbeat show. I was telling Mike before the show started, Mom, I was like, I want to keep it up more upbeat, you know. And, but I also want to address the shit, but yeah, you know, I get to fucking evolve in my show. I get to fucking be open about it and be like, hey, you know, I'm going to put certain things in the graveyard. I'm going to put, put the certain ideas that I had or whatever, you know. I mean, you got to start somewhere. I think when I started the show, you know, I was like, my art. My visual art will not be good enough now. I have to, like, yak it up. And I felt like that's what the virus did to me as soon as it, like, that's how it affected me. I was like, I'm starting this podcast. And you can guys go look back at the date, and it's, like, March 30th, or what it, March, it's either March 20th or 30th. I can't fucking remember. Go look it up. (laughs) But, uh, you know, um... I just felt like, hey, I want to do this show, man, and I've been really thankful to have uh, you guys supporting me and being with me, Mike, Diana, Grandma Gutterpunk, you know, we're heard in uh, 50, I think we're heard in 50 countries, there's like at least 1% of whatever has heard the show in each one country. I read the list to my mom, man. It was staggering. I was like, that's the power of it, man, I guess. You know, if it can get everywhere. It gets out there. You know? They can't understand probably what the fuck I'm saying. I can't even understand what the fuck I'm saying half the time myself. Uh, But, uh, you know, I feel like I'm really thankful for everybody that in the world that has heard this thing and been with us. And, you know, I hope we can just... uh, Keep it rolling, Rock. I'm just going to keep it fucking rolling, man. I'm not going to shut the fuck up and, you know, they'll they'll have to be on they'll have to be the ones that shut me the fuck up. Yeah. 
And that's not on me. That's on them. Right, Mom? Yeah, I don't think you know how to show that. I never fucking will. You don't have that switch. I don't have enough, but... I do have to develop a thicker filter on some level, you know? <laughs> I think, you know, when you've done underground comics your whole life, you just get to be so free and loose and punk rock about it, and it's just like... But then you start real, oh, well, you know, I do want to talk about whatever, and, I, and I'm so eclectic on the show. I mean, I've had fucking just a, pr a prolific amount of fucking titles. <laughs> on this motherfucker <laughs> you know you can just see hey no I don't think he ever did psychedelics up in the mountains for fucking five years straight <laughs> you know it's like yes he did it was like one of the best things I ever fucking could do for myself you know in that that yeah. time range that I had in, in America you know one day I'll do the Boulder episode and just oh, tell the truth see. about Boulder yeah, because, you know, it's not just where Mork and Mindy's from. Uh, also, I'm working on the fucking Fuck Schools Out episode. I'm excited to put that out. I'm still working on it. It's intense. And it kind of goes deeper into mental health issues, which eventually I want to evolve to. I was telling my mom today, I want, it's not a new idea. You know, like uh, characters with uh, with mental health diagnosis and stuff like that. But I think I can take it to a deeper level. <laughs> yeah. And I I I do want to do this kind of, these shows like that where I'm going to start breaking down characters. Uh -huh. Anywhere from fucking uh, I did Winnie the Pooh today with my mom. She was like, whoa. <laughs> Yeah. Remember that? Oh yeah. 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 I think the Well, I guess, you know, it's 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 been a trip, man. Uh and then at one one day this show too will pass. And into a graveyard. I'll hopefully have a fucking capsule of it at least sent into outer space. Or well, I was just gonna ask you. I didn't want to be morbid, but <laughs> did you ever have any dreams of like? I always thought it'd be nice to have some kind of a headstone, you know, and then people would come and visit. I don't know who, but <laughs> just go have something there. Whether it be in the ground, I mean, I guess they can cremate you and they put you in the ground. Or, I don't know, scattered. What if you got scattered somewhere where you think you really want to be? I want half my ashes in the Mississippi and half up in Lake Travis. Oh, wow. That'd be cool. That's good. I guess I just, uh, yeah. I don't know. I'd let the mortician handle me. Oh, there's the fucking graveyard alarm. We're five minutes out, guys. Hold on. But you know what? They can sweep under the carpet or something. <laughs>
You know, one time I was with Kim Jackson. We used to go to all these graveyards in Hollywood. We went to Hollywood forever. I've seen Joey, or not Joey Ramone, but uh, Johnny Ramone's uh, grave. And he's got the big monument of him playing guitar there. And, uh, you know, a bunch of people are buried in Alfred Hitchcock, Marilyn Monroe. And uh, so we'd go to these places and just smoke a big-ass joint and walk around. Yeah. We went up to the the Glendale one. That's where Michael Jackson's buried. And wow. Jay Ward and L. Frank Baum. Oh, wow. He's up there. Uh, there's a few people up there. But um, I remember we were uh, sitting by uh, Jay Ward's uh, little grave, just like right down the hill from it, you know. And I was like, thanks, Bullwinkle. And Kim was like, you fucking goofball. And we went down the hill, you know, and we were sitting there. And this coyote, a coyote, which are common in Los Angeles, they're just all over the place, man. And uh, they, uh, one of them just came up to me and Kim and just lay down right next to us. Total coyote, man. Just laying there right next to us on this peaceful, like, sunny hill overlooking a nice big chunk of downtown L.A., you know. That's another thing I like about cemeteries and peaceful trees and stuff. Yeah. Think about it. If the bodies weren't there, what would be there? Just more stores, more, you know, not what's there, you know, land. They'd like to go to Walmart or something. Yeah. Think about that. Someday, if this land is going to be so valuable, they're going to just get rid of them. Take people out or pull the poultry guys on them, you know, put the stuff right over them. Yeah. They start popping up in the swimming pool. Uh, it could, you know, I guess that really happened in that movie, that poultry guys movie. Well, yeah. Yeah. They act no. Well, they actually did the swimming pool scene, and bodies that they thought they had removed actually came oh. out of that mud pit. Oh, that's right. Those bodies are real, Mom. Did you know that on Poltergeist? In wow. that in that mud pit. Yeah. And they were like, "Just go ahead and film it." Yeah, just go with it. Go just ahead. go with it. Just go with it. It's real. No, that was fucked up, because everybody ended up dying off that fucking movie. Yeah, the little girl. All of them. She went bye-bye. Except for Craig T. Nelson. I thought they all died. The daughter, and they was like, uh, the little boy choked to death, or had asthma. Well, yeah, he was right away. <laughs> Steven Spielberg, man. Straight to hell. Straight to hell, Spielberg. <laughs> yep. Hit that little Twilight Zone accident, too. Oh, Jesus. Not good. Yeah. Not good. um, What about films? I'm thinking, like, graveyard scenes. Like, one comes to mind is Return of the Living Dead. You talked about that. That's the one that I can't stand. Yeah. You got tired of it. Yep. I <laughs> my father to watch that and to drive it. That was the last straw for him. 
I did go to Sleepy Hollow. I've been to that graveyard. Oh, that's... Wow, that was a cool show, huh, Mom? Yeah. Some secrets revealed. Now I know my depraved mother banged in a cemetery. <laughs> How could you, Mother? Don't tell me the details. Don't tell me how you Only could. Only the shadow knows. That's right. Well, guys, thanks for joining me, Mike, Diana. The mo Totally history, man. Mike, Diana with Grandma Gutterpunk and me. I thought that was fucking awesome. I've been wanting that since the show started. We love you, darling. Oh, yeah. We're going to do more shows. We're going to do... uh. I think we're going to do uh, one about collecting toys and I don't know what the other, maybe a Nicolas Cage show. You thinking about that, Mom? Yeah. <laughs> you like Nick Cage, huh? Yeah, he was pretty cool. I think we're going to do a Nicolas Cage show. I think it's just high time. I think we're going to get high and make the time. He was a lot more normal than a lot of the stars that come through here. And he didn't want nobody to know who he was, so we agreed I'd call him Jake. Yeah. So I called him Jake till after I put him in a taxi cab, and then I let everybody on the square know who it was. And, and they all like to sit their fans. <laughs> they didn't know. You know? They did not know that was Nicolas Cage. I think I am going to do the, the Sleepy Hollow story too, Mom. Because that was a weird time for me. I kind of wished I would have talked about it on the show more, but I did go to Sleepy Hollow, and I went to the graveyard there. And they got the whole tour where you could see where Ichabod Crane was, like, beheaded or whatever. Wow. Oh, yeah. It's all legit. It's a story coming up, guys. I should have told more about it, but hey, whatever. I just did. <laughs> whatever. I went there. It was spooky. The end. No. <laughs> but uh, if you guys got a story, I definitely want to hear it. We got some guests coming up, Mom. I got to tell you about. I'm not even going to talk about it right now, but I think we do have some guests coming up that are really cool. And I think that uh, it'll be fun. So what do you think about that, Mom? I think it's well, let's get going, guys. Give me a call at the studio at 206-666-5847. Got a request. Want to talk to my mom? She's good for all kinds of fucking gutter snippets. If you need a gutter snippet, contact my mom. Only four ninety nine a minute. Get your parents' permission.
You know what I'm saying? <laughs> All right, guys, until next time, until we meet again, adios. <laughs> You've been listening to Adam Air MD GED Underground Cartoon Therapy.